Hey everybody, this is uh, Noah Woodward again with another Bible teaching. Today I want to talk about the Holy Spirit's work in a Christian's life. And I just want to answer some questions that a lot of people have about the Holy Spirit. Like, is it a he or is it an it? Um, what does he do? You know, what what happens when you're filled with the Holy Spirit? You know, some people think that when you or filled with the Holy Spirit, that means that you're like like a puppet or something in the hands of God and you don't really have a choice to, of doing what you want. Um, and you're like kind of just completely under the control of, of God and you, you're just like moving you around like a, like a pawn. And that's not really how it works. And so I just want to answer some questions that I think some of you might have. So the first question is, is the Holy Spirit an it or a he? And so the Bible is very clear. Um, the Holy Spirit is referred to as a person and not a thing. He is he's alive, um, just like you are alive, just like I'm alive. He has desires. He has a will. He even feels. Most people don't know that, that he feels things. He feels pain. He feels joy. Now, he doesn't feel physical pain, but he feels emotional pain. And uh, when when we sin, he, he feels pain um, because he is God. And uh, he, he, he gets sad when, when we're sad. He is happy and uh, joyful when, you know, when we're joyful. And he's just as you know, he's just as animate as as humans are. He's not some lifeless, you know, odd thing. He's not a thing. He's a person, and he's uh, very much alive. Yeah, you know, he laughs. He mourns. He hates. He loves. He feels sorrow and he feels joy. So, who is the Holy Spirit? So now that we know it's a a he, and not an it. Who is he? He is God's spirit. It's the spirit that God has, just like we have a spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's spirit. And he is a gift from our Heavenly Father, from God. Luke eleven thirteen says, he's a, he's a gift to believers, that is, when you have put your, your trust in Jesus and the work of Jesus um, that he did on the cross, and you received that salvation, uh, God gives every believer the Holy Spirit as a gift. Luke eleven thirteen says, If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So He's, the Holy Spirit is a gift from our Father in Heaven when we get saved. And uh, He is God. The Holy Spirit is God. Um... The Bible, it doesn't say the word Trinity anywhere. Some people, probably most people think that the word Trinity is in the Bible, but it's not. Um, but the Bible is very clear that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are all equal. Some denominations will teach that God the Father is the head, and then God the Son is just below him, and then the Holy Spirit is below Jesus, but that's not 
Uh, that's not correct. They are all the same, yet they are all different. And some people, a lot of people probably have heard of um, St. Patrick. Uh, one way he tried to illustrate the unity of Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, was a three-leaf clover. And, you know, it has, it's one plant, but it has three leaves. And it's not a perfect analogy, but it can help get the point across. Um, it's also, you could say, you know, we are humans, our body, soul, and spirit. Yet we're, I'm, I, I am Noah, yet I am, I have a body, I have a soul, and I have a spirit. So it's kind of like that. It's, I don't understand it fully, but that is how they are the same, but yet different. So God the Father is not greater, or the Holy Spirit is not lesser than the Son, than, than Jesus, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit aren't lesser than the Father. John fourteen seven says, If you had known me, this is Jesus speaking, he says, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also, and from now on you do know him and have seen him. And also John seventeen twenty one says, this is also Jesus speaking. He says that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. John 10.30 says, I and the Father are one. And John 8.58 says, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So those all are clear that that Jesus even claimed himself that he is equal with the Father, that the Father, our Heavenly Father and Jesus are the same. And when Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am, he was quoting what God said in the Old Testament to Moses before Moses went to Egypt to deliver the Israelites uh, from Egypt. He, he said that I am, he is, he is God. And so that's what Jesus was saying when he said that. Okay, so now there are some scriptures that tell us the Holy Spirit is equal to the Father and the Son. Matthew twelve thirty two, And whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Matthew twenty eight nineteen, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So in these, in, in Matthew 12, says, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Here, it, the context is, what Jesus is saying is, whoever basically turns their back on the Holy Spirit, and their intention is never to, to follow God, then when they just declare that they're, you know, they're never going to serve God, and they live out that, that vow that they made, you know, they're not going to be forgiven, so they won't be saved. And Matthew twenty eight nineteen. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is saying, you're going to go and you're going to make disciples and you're going to baptize them and you're going to teach them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. He doesn't differentiate and separate the three. They're all the same. They're all one. Luke one thirty five says, And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so, this is an angel talking to Mary when he's telling her that Jesus is going to be born of her. 
And so it, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Well, the Most High, that's God. And so he's saying indirectly that the Holy Spirit is God. In context, it's not what he's saying, but that is what he's saying. Second Peter one twenty one, For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So again, uh, indirectly, Peter is saying that, that the Holy Spirit is God. And John 16.7, one of my favorite verses, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So Jesus says that it was better that he left. It was better that Jesus did not stay on earth, but that he could go and sit on the right hand, the right side of the Father, and send the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit could fill us. Because it's like, it is, it's having Jesus inside of each of us, and so we can do the things that Jesus did now. And there are, you know, millions and billions of Christians, at least hundreds of millions of Christians now, and it's better than just having one Jesus. He can now fill all of us. And another point, you know, Ananias and Sapphira in Acts, they died uh, because they lied to the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit wasn't a big deal, they wouldn't have died. They lied about some, some money that they were giving to the church. They said it was more than they actually gave. And so they lied to the Holy Spirit and they actually died. And if it wasn't, if the Holy Spirit wasn't God, you know, it wouldn't be a big deal. Um, but it was because the Holy Spirit is God and it's, it was just like they were lying straight to God's face and God took that very seriously. So they're all different yet they're all the same. So now what does the Holy Spirit do? Like what's his, his job when, so when he comes into a Christian, uh, when, when a Christian gets saved, the Holy Spirit comes into them in a, a small measure. Ephesians 1.13 says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So when we get saved, the Holy Spirit comes inside of us and seals us and basically says, This person is claimed for God and they are going to go to heaven. And I love that verse. So we get the Holy Spirit a lot of people think that when, you know, you don't get the Holy Spirit until like, if you, unless you speak in tongues, but that's not biblical. Um, I even used to believe that when I was younger and I realized that that's not true, that you get the Holy Spirit when you're saved. And there is a, a greater filling, a greater measure of the Holy Spirit that's available to every single believer, um, that every single believer can have. Um, unfortunately, not everybody gets it or, or even is hungry for it. So what, what else does the Holy Spirit do? John fourteen twenty six says, But the Helper of the Holy Spirit, will, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So the Holy Spirit teaches us and reminds us of all the things that Jesus has taught. He reveals more of Jesus to us. Acts 1, 8 says, But you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So one of the other 
jobs of the Holy Spirit is he gives us power to accomplish the tasks that God has given us. Acts 4.31 And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. So the Holy Spirit, when it enters a person, when it fills somebody, that person will just have more boldness. Um, I know when I, the more that I'm filled with God's Spirit, I, I am more bold and I don't have as much fear about uh, just, you know, talking to people about God and for praying for people and teaching or preaching or whatever. Um, there's just a, a boldness that comes from being filled with Him. Acts 9.31 So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they multiplied. So another thing is the Holy Spirit comforts us. Jesus even calls it in a verse, calls him in a verse, um, the advocate or the, the comforter. And it depends on the translation, but it also the helper. So the Holy Spirit is comforts us when we're sad, when we're you know depressed. The Holy Spirit comforts us and encourages us. And again, when you get saved, you receive a portion of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but you can be filled to overflowing. Imagine a cup that's sitting under a faucet. When you first get saved, it's like, you know, the faucet turns on and off. And there's, you know, the cup is filled like an eighth of the way. But there's a, a, a measure, a greater portion of the Holy Spirit that we can have. And it's like the faucet just is turned on and stays on. And so the cup just fills and fills and fills and until eventually it's just overflowing with water. And that's exactly how it is with the Holy Spirit. And when when people are filled, many times, um, not all the time, people will speak in tongues. It doesn't happen all the time, but many times it does. Uh, and I've heard of other times where um, people will just be, you know, they'll just feel really light, almost like they're floating on clouds. And they'll have more joy. They'll just be filled with joy. They'll start laughing hysterically. I've heard other times where people are just, they're just, they're changed. Like they're, they're the same person, but they're, there's something different in them. And, uh, you know, the, the timid, timid people will get really bold. And people who deal with fears will no longer have those fears, or as many fears at least. But people will have a fresh passion and a love for God and for people. And so it's it's awesome when people are filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Acts 2, 4 says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So in this verse, people, the early disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke with tongues. So if you're filled with the Spirit, does that mean that you're controlled by Him and that you are like a puppet in His hands and that you have no choice of what to say and where you're going? No, but also yes. If you have ever watched the movie Venom with Tom Hardy, it's similar to how Venom and Eddie Brock, the character, similar to how they work together. And again, not every comparison is perfect. It's not perfect in every way, but to some extent it is. So, you know, Eddie Brock gets almost like possessed. Venom gets inside of him and basically becomes a part of him. And then they get, he speaks to him from the inside and like Eddie Brock speaks back to him. And then they learn um, how to work together. And Eddie Brock kind of learns to let Venom take control. And then they work together to stop all the villains. But I love how Eddie has to learn how to let Venom kind of do his thing because Venom 
Venom sometimes saw things that Eddie didn't, and he could do things that Eddie could not do without Venom. So it's the same thing when when a Christian is filled with the Holy Spirit, you can do things that you would not normally be able to do, and you see things and you know things that you would not normally be able to know, but it's supernatural. And like, you know, Eddie in the movie, he was able to climb buildings, like he could jump, he was getting all beat up, but because Venom was, was with him, he was able to do all those things. So it's the same with the Holy Spirit. He enters us to empower us, as well as to comfort us and to teach us all about Jesus and to give us a revelation of Jesus and to show us how we can live like him. So you are in control of what you want to do. You still have free will. You're not bound, but you learn how to cooperate with God. You learn how to listen to the Holy Spirit because God sees all things and he know he has a plan. And so we're, when we're listening to the Holy Spirit, we're learning how to, to do the things and to go to the places that God wants us to go and to say the things that God wants us to say. So how do you, how do you get the Holy Spirit? Well, it's really easy. You just have to ask. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. And Luke eleven thirteen says, If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And so I mean, Jesus lays it out really plainly. If you're hungry for the Holy Spirit, that's one thing you, you have to do is be hungry for it. He's not going to force Himself on you. You have to be hungry for it and you have to ask for it and be faithful also to spend time in the word and in prayer. God delights in faithful people and if you're faithful to spending time with him and you really show that you're, that you're hungry for him, he will fill you with more of him and you'll know it. And it might come gradually or it might come all, all at once and you'll just like feel totally different and just like filled with joy. But either way it happens, any way that it happens, it'll be awesome. So I, I hope that encourages you and I hope that you guys who are listening uh, will be more hungry for the Holy Spirit and because he's really here to assist us in the work that God has called us to, which is to spread the gospel and loving people. So it's, it is something that is so good for every Christian to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Spirit. So I hope that was encouraging to you guys, and I will see you next time.